It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. There's been a lot of uh, frenetic activity, discussion, analysis, partial analysis, uh, concerns, anger, to be fair, and, and much more around the raid on President Trump's uh, home, his personal residence at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, other news, he uh, pled the fifth during the New York Attorney General's uh, deposition on the civil case. Uh, they're still attempting to make a criminal case in, in another matter. Uh, so smart for him on that part, uh, exercising his constitutional rights. So let's be correct and look inside what happened here with someone who, prior to being the president's attorney, uh, also held the role of a federal prosecutor, someone who knows the system, and that is the uh, president's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, the former attorney to the president who joins me now. Rudy, my friend, good morning. Good morning, David. So a lot on the table, Rudy, and you know you you've yeah. seen this play, wow. you've lived uh, this raid uh, in, in they when what they did to you uh, at your residence, the dawn raid, the long time, the combing through, but also let's talk about what did and didn't happen, what was and was not found, and now that you've had time to to dig a little bit deeper, uh, let's break this down for uh, for the audience. Well, in my case, uh, it was about a year and a half ago. And uh, the strange part of it was, unbeknownst to me, they had actually gotten my iCloud sometime during my representation of the president. And they actually got got the records from the day I began uh, representing him, which is kind of kind of indicative, right, of what they're really interested in. So they got my iCloud from the from the day that that I began representing him until the present time, and then they kept getting it. So they came to my apartment with a search warrant for all of my electronics. Not I don't don't think it mentioned papers or notes or anything else. Just electronics, electronic devices, and they took all of my electronics. To, except for two, which were the hard drives of Hunter Biden, which when I described it to them as the Hunter Biden hard drives, they said, no, they didn't want it. And I said, well, I got to tell you, it's the only thing that contains incriminating information in my apartment. You're going to be very disappointed in the rest. So they took about 15 or 16 devices, maybe 17. Some of them weren't mine. Some belonged to friends who had left it left it over. Some belonged to my ex-wife who had never taken them. Um, maybe ten belonged to me. They had them for almost two years, and now they've returned every single one of them, and haven't brought any charges. I've I spent. About four or five hours with them about three months ago, going over any questions they might have. Now, I had been offering to do that for a year and a half before that. The investigation has been going on almost three years. 
And when I first heard about it, they didn't tell me it got leaked, like all the other things they do, it got leaked to the paper. I had my lawyer call them. I mean, I ran that office. And not only that, I probably am kind of a legend there, right? Um, and I said, I'm willing to answer any of your questions. There's nothing on any of my devices that can't be explained. Just in case you're confused about something and anything can become ambiguous, I have the documents, the explanations, the, and you can save yourself a lot of time. Well, that, that the year and a half went by. They secretly went and got my iCloud. They took my documents. And finally, after a year, uh, took, took my electronics. After a year, they granted my request. And I spent four hours with them. Maybe less, but I mean, we, we went through every every conceivable question that they could have. And as far as I can tell, then they have dropped the investigation. Uh, I don't think they would have returned all my things to me if they didn't. If you're going to go to trial, you like to keep those things. Um, but they haven't said it officially, so I can't tell you that it's dropped. Well, maybe that's part of the the play here, Rudy. And, you know, this is why I wanted, and when you and I talked about this, I wanted to have you on. One, to sure. lay out the track from that day to now. I mean, we've joked about the fact that if they read your text messages, they read my text messages to you. If they're, if they're surveilling the president, I guess they have pictures of you and I and E in the same room in Mar-a-Lago. You know, just, just to put it. So everybody can be a target. And it's and, and now we take this to where what happened here, because now that you've given people an understanding and I think a point that you made is important that in over a year now and you've sat with them, it just gets left. It never gets closed. It seems rare. And this is an old play to drum up the specter with the dawn raid, the seas of materials, and make a big splash out of it. And then Christopher Ray goes silent. And then what does he do? He puts out a, a statement at a news conference that their big concern uh, is threats following the raid on Donald Trump, calling it deplorable and dangerous, uh, threats aimed at Garland, at himself, at other FBI agents, which, by the way, you know, you and I have always said the agents execute the orders given, the political stripe, the, the and there are some in the agent levels, but the, they're the ones that yeah, are no, really causing this problem. The agents who conducted my, uh, uh, my search, I'm not going to say they were apologetic, but they were close to it, and they were extremely uh, cordial, and they were very professional. I have... Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't rip the apartment apart. They didn't do anything they didn't have to do. They, uh, they were respectful. A few times they said, uh, they, they used the expression, you know, this is, we have to do this. So, no, I had no doubt they were not happy. In my case, they were not happy about doing it. I understand the ones that went to the presidents were quite arrogant. Well, see, and that's what that's the contrast here, you know, and, you know, no, no offense to any agent out there, but uh, you can look for certain things. But why are you rifling for hours through Melania's clothes? I have no idea. And also the things that in, in my case and in the president's case, 
I can tell you there's no doubt. Whatever they wanted, they could have gotten by subpoena. I mean, I, I, they did get things by subpoena. I mean, they subpoenaed things from me, and I gave it to them. I never, never held back anything they ever asked for. And to that and point, they, Rudy, really the, the president that? and his attorneys were working with the the National Archives. They were working with others. And in, in contrast to this, in stark contrast, Barack Obama left the White House, took I don't know how many untold, uncounted number of material and archives, which all presidents leave with materials. He was going to digitize it, put it in his library. They were going to work to send back whatever was, you know, taken incorrectly or accidentally. The National Archives has nothing up from those records taken by most who've examined it since, especially now. Nothing's been done. It's been years. And there's no difference in the sense of records were taken, which the president has a right to do. And typically, as Michael Reagan explained to me, even about his father, Ronald, when Ronald Reagan left, they did the same thing. They they went through the process. They talked. OK, let's let's go over what came. OK, uh, yeah, yeah, that should probably go back. That didn't. And in an eerie similarity, the L.A. district attorney wanted to get at Reagan so much that while they were leaving the White House, they executed a search uh, of Michael Reagan's house, his son, and some materials were never returned to this day. Yeah, uh, it's a it's an outrage that they do this. And also, let me tell you, the, the idea that the public I hear the I hear some of the press. And not even all the, 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 the ones that are very, very left-wing, but just even normal people. And they'll say things like, uh, well, you know, the judge never would have proved it if there wasn't probable cause. Well, I don't know. Where's the probable cause for me? I mean, if they can't find something there in two years, there can't be much probable cause, right? But they've had mine for almost two years, and I haven't found a damn thing. Well, they've gone after Trump for how many years in similar fashion? Uh, You know, Eric actually gave this comment to the press, but it's something he said over the years on and off air to many uh, who know him that uh, over 150 different subpoenas or something like that. I mean, the Trump family has been under assault by politicals acting as law enforcement. Letitia James in New York, I'm, you know, she ran on I'm going to get Trump. Uh, Garland, Ray, others. I mean, at some point, Rudy, the American people understandably are pissed off, not necessarily even at that or related to Trump, but they start seeing a system that is not fair and americans i think are you know overall we're we're fair people if there's a reason go do it yeah if you're a fair person i don't care if you like trump or you don't like trump this is has to be equally offensive it doesn't matter doesn't matter if you like him or if you don't and uh the reality is if they can do this to him can you imagine the arrogance with which they're going to treat everybody else uh, and think of it, they're going to have, they're going to double the size of the IRS, double the size. It's going to be bigger than the Marines. The IRS will be bigger than the Marines. We're going to spend more time harassing Americans than we do protecting America. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and, and we know the IRS has a history of going after conservatives. So uh, the, the, the 
And also, we know they ignore crimes by Democrats. What you got to do is look at the hard drive. <laughs> yeah, why, why hasn't Hunter Biden's home been raided? Uh, there is clear evidence of criminal activity in various forms, some that most people would you know, recoil at. Uh, maybe the images of what could be underage girls smoking you know, controlled substances under federal law, uh, selling, uh, was it selling a gun? Correct me if I'm wrong on that or no lying on the lying on the form, uh, when purchasing a farm, I mean, the FBI or the, the federal, you know, legal bureaucracy has ignored clear evidence that leads that should warrant a, at least a review or a visit. And if not an investigation all out, uh, by someone who everyone knows is doing some very illegal things. Well, I, I happen to know they have probable cause to believe that the president of the United States has offshore bank accounts. They have the name of a person who who uh, put money in it, and they never subpoenaed the person. I mean, and and they go ahead and they and they and they raid Mar-a-Lago and and go raid Melania Trump. And, I mean, the other one I maybe should come first. How about the danger to the United States of all the evidence that mounts up to about $31 million that the Biden family got from our biggest enemy, Chinese communists? That isn't more important than if Trump took some document that he shouldn't, if he did? Well, you know, they ignore Sandy Berger. I know you remember that one. He hid him in his socks and his underwear or something like that. I took him out of the National Archives, stuck him under a construction trailer. Nothing was, I, I think he got a misdemeanor conviction on that one. That's correct. That's correct. And he, I, I, it's, my rec, it's my understanding, although, although I'm not absolutely positive of this, but I'll tell you what I, what I believe is the case. I, I don't think Trump... Uh, it isn't as if Trump carried these things out of the White House. These are like uh, 20 boxes that were delivered by the General Services Administration. So I, I, I'm not even sure Trump knows completely what's in every one of them. You know, you to know, that to that point, Rudy, can you give me a second here. I want to give the people a look at this, and you, you know this too, but they don't. I haven't heard media describe this. The day a president leaves the White House during the inauguration, the teams come, you're right, GSA comes in, General Services Administration, for those of you out there. The president leaves, the final packout, materials, you've been in that building. It's not exactly the biggest building on the planet. They gather up a lot of things, they move them out at the same time they're moving the, the new president in. And and again, Michael Reagan, who you know, we, we were talking about this process and how it plays out. That's in a time, except for the Clintons taking the silverware and the furniture, which they directed, by the way, different than accidentally taken. Uh, that's pretty much what happens, and that's how mix-ups happen, which is why presidents, former presidents, work with the National Archives, work with DOJ or whoever to get things sorted out in the ensuing months. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I, I, I am not absolutely certain, but... Uh... 90% certain that I would be surprised if he, except in terms of categories, knew what was in those boxes. The president doesn't go through boxes. He has people that do that. So his staff put together the boxes they thought he would want 
uh, they took a lot of them. When they got there, they went over them, and within a month, they returned like 15 of them or something, or 10 of them, or so I don't know how many they're left with. And now they're working their way through some of the others. The FBI was there, I believe, on May 25th. They searched everything, so they know what's there. They had them lock it up and put an extra lock on it. The lock hadn't been opened uh, since then. In fact, nobody had the key for it, and they had to break it open. So with regard to those documents, which are the ones that are in question, there's no, there's, there, there was no reason why they couldn't just ask them to send them to them. They did it before. And they claim they have somebody that says that there was something. And Well, if, well tell us what that is. Come on. Well, if there's an informant, as they say, and I want to go through a couple of pointed questions with you, Rudy, but if there's an informant who said something specific that, the, that, that President Trump has and there's a lock that no one had the key to that hasn't been opened since it was put on, how would an informant know what's in there? I, I really don't know. I wonder how much I wonder. I mean, it, this just reminds me. This reminds me of the whistleblower that we never got to find out about the conversation with Poroshenko, who gave a, absolutely opposite conversation to the one that appears in the transcript. And then and then Schiff makes him go away. I mean, Schiff was going to call him as a witness. He was going to destroy Trump. Then all of a sudden, it turns out that the conversation that he recited was actually Biden's conversation with the president of Ukraine, where he offered a bribe, and not Trump's, where he never offered a quid pro quo, never offered anything. And if you had the hard drive at the time, you would have realized it was completely justified, except they held back the hard drive and put out a phony version of the conversation. I mean, these people have proven that they're scoundrels. They'll do anything. So a couple more, Rudy, for you. They've already lied a couple of times in the court. Let's hit a couple of other points here. And, you know, I'm so glad that, you know, we're having this conversation, you and I on air, because people need to hear this and they need to share this, frankly. And I know you do it on your podcast. You, you've been uh, you've been on a media role. So, you know, again, I woke you up early, but we need you here. Uh, the warrant, the discussion over releasing the warrant itself uh what's the what's the point the position that's more correct should trump release it uh judicial watch has requested one of the organizations that has filed a a foia request uh and so what should happen there well i don't know i don't know the i don't know the strategy of releasing it or not releasing it the warrant the warrant would tell you what they were looking for it wouldn't tell you why. So without the affidavit, it could be misleading. So I would, I mean, for me, I would prefer releasing both so that there's an explanation of what that, that uh, what, what the reason is that they're looking for these documents. Uh, so that's really up to them. I mean, the government, the government will not release it unless you do. The problem is the government has not given them the affidavit yet, and that's a bit unusual. I mean, you, you usually can get the affidavit a few days later, but they're holding on to it, which means to me, if, if that affidavit, believe me, 
that affidavit was filled with incriminating information, it had been leaked to the New York Times. You know that, right? Yeah. They didn't give it to the New York Times. The only so time not- D.C. doesn't leak when it comes to Trump is when they seem to have nothing to offer to support their case. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to leak it because it's going to create more problems than it is going to answer uh, questions. And, uh, I mean, you can almost figure that out now uh, just based on the leaks in the past. You know, they, they never they never leak anything in the hard drive, right? <laughs> right? It had to be had to be dug out. They hit it for the election, so that we could have a fraudulent election, and uh, so they're not going to they're not going to leak this affidavit if it's even ambiguous. So it's going to take a while to get it, but we'll eventually get it. And that I mean that's going to be the key to whether this was legitimate or I don't know, maybe a crime. I mean, it, it really is a crime to do a false affidavit. But look, they got away with. I mean, I can't believe it's as false as the Pfizer affidavits. I mean, those are, those are, have been proven to be absolutely untrue. But nobody's been charged. Oh, you know, it's... Home making money on their books. I mean, I can't believe it. Those affidavits are, are like, it's now, the whole thing of Russian collusion was a big, a big hoax, a, a paid-for hoax. Hillary Clinton paid for it. To put it together, we all know it. And the affidavit is filled with uh, things from the Steele dossier, which is now well known to have been totally uh, a work of fiction. He, he never even went to Russia. He went to Ukraine. Well, so, we, we'll see where this comes out. One of the things I'm curious about, and maybe we'll see if some news organization finds out or we find out in some other way, Rudy, uh, this quote informer who who allegedly led them to where the documents were kept behind a lock that hadn't no one had the key to. I think that informant, whoever that is, if there is an informant, uh, will be key to this. Should be easy to find out. According to what I know from uh, the people who were there, they did describe the informant a little bit. And the informant is someone he met with in the last two weeks. According, according to a slip by one of the agents. So I don't know how good that is, how accurate that is. But that should uh, narrow down the number of people... Look, plenty of people meet with him who have very, very uh, dual motives, let's put it that way. And the the president has never been careful about who he meets. He meets with anybody. And he's not he's not Biden. He's not hidden in a even now. He's not hidden in a basement. Of, uh, well, you've been there. You, you at, 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 when you go to Mar-a-Lago for dinner. His idea of dinner at home is with like with 300 people. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, would you turn the music down because, you know, that damn iPad. Yeah, you go up to, you go up to him and you can complain about the music he's playing. <laughs> you think, I don't like that. And he'll, oh, I'm sorry. He'll turn it off and put something else on. He's, he's, no, he he's, turned it up louder last time, remember? <laughs> hey, come on. I'm try, We're trying to eat dinner here and talk. Anyway, that's a little departure from the but I norm. Mean, the point that I'm thinking about him is he's an extraordinarily open person. I'm going to tell you one of the reasons I knew there was no Russian collusion. I was with him for six months before the election. If there was Russian collusion, he would have told me about it. 
<laughs> that's true. That's the way he is. Yeah, that's the way it is. Well, look, my friend, we we need a we need a chuckle in these times because we are in a we fight do. for we this I have to tell for you, this republic. Well, David, I, 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 Maria and I called him. We called him. We waited a little that, so things would calm down. I didn't want to have like a substantive conversation with him because sometimes, you know, I don't want him to say something that he shouldn't say. Because uh, as I said, he's so darn open. I said, Mr. President, I, I don't want to talk to you about what happened in, in any detail sense. I'm just calling you to tell you. You got a lot of friends, and you know you got me and Maria, and we have complete confidence in you. I know what happened because I've been through it. I know exactly what happened, and I think. And he said, "You know, I, I I'm so surprised. You know how many people are out in front of Mar-a-Lago right now?" I said, "No." He said, "Over a thousand. He yeah. said, "Well, you know how that makes me feel. That makes me feel like it's worth it." Well, and that support's really necessary, you know, and so many other Americans think of the January January 6th detainees who, you know, have not been given their due process and the concern of many Americans that if this can be weaponized against a political opponent, a former president in this manner, then none of us, none of us are safe. My friend, we have to go here. Uh, I know you'll be talking about this a lot on your podcast. And I, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm so thankful you had me on. I mean, your audience is very special, and so are you. Thank so, you, thank, thank you. All right, there you have it, folks. From Rudy Giuliani, uh, attorney to the president, former attorney. I got to be correct about that, uh, but still friend. And as he said, uh, President Trump uh, uh, thanks you. Feels good that you're out there supporting him. Join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.